Welcome to the Leadership Spark Podcast, where we equip you to be the great leader your people deserve. This is Corey, and I'm here with Hampton. And today we're going to continue to share what we learned from Mark Miller, who was a longtime, longtime employee at Chick-fil-A, a leadership guru, heavily influenced the, the leadership culture within Chick-fil-A. And yesterday we shared about some things we learned from our colleague Josh Swing's Secret Sauce Podcast. Again, encourage you to go check that out. I think we all can learn a lot from, from the Chick-fil-A world. Um, and become better leaders as a result. And so today we're going to talk about the second thing that, that we learned from Mark Miller. And it's really about building the business case for the investment that we're encouraging you to make into the culture that you have on your team or in your organization as a whole. So Hampton, why is culture so important? And why should I even as a leader lean in and pay attention to the need to be able to build a healthy culture? So Mark Miller and his team did a survey of over 6,000 people across the U.S. And what they were trying to figure out is what is the driver? What is the number one driver of performance within an organization? Here are the results. 72% of U.S. leaders said that culture is the number one performance driver. 72% said it's the most important thing for performance. Here's what gets crazy. Though. Then he said, okay, if it's the number one thing, where does working on and investing in and cultivating your culture fall on your priority list? And it was number 12. For the average person, it was number 12. And I don't know about you, Corey, but I'm probably not working on my 12th priority. And so right. well, why is this a problem? If we agree that it is the number one driver of performance, but we're not working on it, why is that a problem? Well, because the leader dictates the culture. And the reality is you have a culture whether you pay attention to it or not. Another way to say this would be you have a culture by design or by default. And so here's the question. If they say it's really important, but they're not working on it, why is that? Well, number one, and this might resonate with you listening right now. Um, he said in the podcast, he said, I don't think they're working on it because they're in quicksand. <laughs> I know a lot of times in our organizations, we're just trying to survive. We're just trying to get by. We say that leadership is really urgent, or we say that it's really crucial, but it's rarely urgent. We say that developing our culture is really um, crucial, but it's never urgent. And it always kind of falls down on the priority list. And um, the second reason, and Mark really hits on this in his new book called Culture Rules, but he told a story about Google that I thought was pretty interesting. So when Google blew up and everyone was learning about Google um, back in the day, I won't mention how young I was then. I, I don't even really remember when this was happening, but apparently all of their marketing uh, was around how, wow, culture is, uh, or Google is a really great place to work. And so people started looking at Google for a model for building organizations and workplace culture. And apparently, according to Mark Miller, a lot of the pictures that Google was putting out there had people playing ping pong, like they had ping pong tables in the office. And so as people are wanting to focus on culture because they don't really know how to build a culture, they started buying ping pong tables. And then now in 2024, there's the joke that, you know, culture is not just, you know, happy hour and ping pong tables. And what it tells me, though, when people were buying ping pong tables, it tells me that they want to work on their culture, but they just don't know how. This stuff is harder to measure. And so even though we say it's important, it falls down on the priority list. And so Mark wrote an awesome book called Culture Rules. And there's three main areas that he focuses on when it comes to culture. And I think this will help us today. I will briefly hit on each of them. Number one for cultural rules is aspire. So he says leaders must share their hopes and dreams for their culture. So if you're leading a team, what kind of culture do you want on your team? You've got to share that with your team. 
So what are your hopes and dreams for your culture? Can you share them in a way that is clear, simple, and repeatable? If you just go on galvanizing for 30 minutes about your hopes and dreams, I don't know if the people on your team can replicate that. And so you've got you've to make it clear, simple, and repeatable. Number two, amplify. So you want to ensure your culture, your cultural aspiration is reinforced continually. So there are countless ways to reinforce the cultural aspiration. Here's where to begin. Start with your own actions. People always watch the leader. What are your people learning from watching you? He mentioned if you're at Chick-fil-A and you want your restaurant to be clean, if you walk by a piece of trash, then you're not representing the culture. You've got to amplify that by picking up the trash. And then thirdly and finally, adapt. So what enhancements could you make to your culture? Sometimes these enhancements will be targeted at eliminating toxins. In other instances, they'll be focused on leveraging existing strengths or adding new capabilities. In any case, leaders must always work to enhance the culture. I think the moment we believe that we've arrived with our culture, then we're in trouble. We always need to be working on it. And so this was me and Corey's attempt at making a business case for the importance of culture. As you're listening to this, I assume you know uh, that it's important to have a good culture, but you don't really know what to do. And so go back and listen to these three rules, aspire, amplify, adapt, and you'll get on the right track.